Today we commemorate St. Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, and like him and James and John, a fisherman. Andrew is considered the first called by Jesus, and so we consider his call in today's gospel, though what St. Matthew tells us of Andrew's call doesn't reflect that, just as he and, and Simon Peter were called and left their father, Jonah, and the boats behind. If you're looking for more about St. Andrew, I encourage you to go to a Catholic bookstore and browse for a book about the saints with a desire to know more about their lives and how they speak to us in responding to our call from Christ. But today, let us consider Jesus and his calling of the disciples, whom we call the apostles. Our bishops are considered the successors of the apostles. So if you've met a bishop, it is worth pondering what that means for us as church. Did Jesus originally mean to call the fishermen on the shores of the Sea of Galilee? After all, we hear these stories from childhood, and so may not question how he came to call those who followed him. But Jesus didn't live along the shore, nor was he in that occupation. How did he come to know Andrew, Simon, James, and John? Were they the first he called, or were they the first he called who followed? The truth is, we don't know. Perhaps Jesus tried to call scribes and Pharisees and was rejected. We don't often think of Jesus as experiencing rejection, but being fully human as well as fully divine, he might have reached out in optimism to the scribes and Pharisees and found that they would not follow a carpenter from Nazareth. Perhaps he had come back to Nazareth after experiencing rejection and failure, and then tried another way to spread his father's message. Being a craftsman, probably not just the carpentry of tables, chairs, and doors, but also building with stone, he may have thought that those who worked with their hands and in tough labor would be a better fit for his partners and followers in ministry. Perhaps Jesus realized that the inherent dignity in having to struggle with something difficult, the waves and wind balancing in a small boat, in having to suffer failure, not catching any fish, or having nets break, a boat in need of repair, even the danger of capsizing, and in having to get others to listen to you. Will they buy fish today? Will the price be right for me to repair my boat? make new nets, pay my crew. All these struggles and uncertainties might have prepared Andrew, Simon, James, and John better than the scribes and Pharisees for ministering with Jesus. Perhaps they knew better than others that failure doesn't mean it won't work tomorrow, that obstacles can be overcome, or a new way or place of acting may be needed. They would have learned humility, flexibility, innovation, and I'm sure, gratitude. These traits prepare one for ministry better than just study, as necessary as study is. For if we are not humble and flexible, if we are not innovative and adaptive, and if we are not prayerful and grateful, then we will fail in ministry. Jesus didn't choose the best and brightest, 
but those who are willing to work hard, to learn, to adapt, to be willing to fail, to be willing to risk all for the mission. So it is with us. We must be willing to answer Christ's call to us as disciples with humility and be willing to risk failure. That is not easy, and no one can adequately plan for being humbled or for failure. Our society does not encourage that, nor does the world encourage us to risk for others, to risk for a mission that may not succeed or that may result in our deaths. As one who has gone out in small craft in river and bay, I know that return is not a given, but it takes courage to set out from the shore, and so that courage in going off to the unknown perhaps is better preparation for ministry than we realize. Maybe you are being called to try a new way of being with God. Be not afraid, for Christ is with us.